Have you ever found yourself struggling to stay focused, manage your time, or control impulses? Have you ever wondered if there might be something more to those challenges than just a lack of willpower? But you're not alone. In this episode, we'll explore the fascinating and often misunderstood world of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder in adults. It's going to be a good one. So grab your coffee and let's get into it. (laughs) Are you ready for this? Sure. (laughs) Looking at me. I know you're talking about me, man. I can't. I said attention deficit. Hyperactivity disorder, yeah. which you do have the full one. According to you, I've never been diagnosed yeah, by Yeah, well, maybe you need to get diagnosed. Maybe after this episode, you will try to get diagnosed, but maybe not because I don't know. I Anyways, guys, the... Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, but the look on his face when I read that intro was priceless. They're just going to want to give me more meds. I'm on enough meds. I don't want more. Jack me with more pills. No I, thanks. I cannot. As it is, he's on this water pill, and he has to pee so. He already had to pee a lot, mind you. He has to pee so much; it's ridiculous. Man. And I drink less water now, so that's. I don't know. It's it is what it is. I gotta take it. There's nothing I can do. Hey, make sure you do your <clears throat> electrolytes because every morning. Because I heard that people who take that pill, they end up inadvertently drinking less water because of this reason. And then they create another problem, which is a potassium deficiency, magnesium deficiency. So take your electrolytes and take your magnesium. Every morning. I'm yeah. on it, Dr. Janine. Yeah, I, I do my best. Dr. Google MD, right? <laughs> Google MD. I got my Google MD. I've been doing electrolytes before you even told me all this. Yeah. You had seen it somewhere? Yeah, yeah. I forgot. I always forget the doctor's page, but it's just your body needs it immediately when it first wakes up and it helps for energy production throughout the day, even before you drink coffee. So no, no. Two glasses of water, then I have my electrolytes. Yeah, I do. I have been good about not having caffeine. I Sometimes I go two hours in the morning. Like this morning, I didn't have my caffeine till 5 a.m. and I was up at 3 So I went two hours with no caffeine and I'm fine. I got a lot of work done. I'm starting to feel like, like, I can function without it. And I've cut my caffeine back just because all the, listen, I'm listening to our own podcast, basically, just because all the talk lately, I'm like, you know what? I need to just really cut, but just because we can have 300 doesn't mean I need to have 300 milligrams. So like today I have a Diet Coke here, which is 35 milligrams in here. And then I had 200 milligrams this morning and that's it for me. So 235 will be my total today. There you go. Got to come back. Got to listen to your advice. What do you say you need a reset of the what? It is good to reset your tolerance in general and just give your adrenals a break. Give adrenals. that like, yeah, you're just give all of that stuff a break. Reset, scale back. Didn't we? I functioned my whole childhood without drinking caffeine. I had plenty of energy. I know. We become so dependent on it. I might even come back even more. Yeah. It's good, actually. It's good to do a caffeine uh, detox every once in a while. You love coffee. You can still have your coffee. You have your decaf. Yeah, yeah. I have my one cup and my decaf, and then, but I'm eventually going to cut out the afternoon one. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys. We have so much housekeeping today. The first thing is make sure you turn tune in to our live 5 p.m. Pacific time today. We're live doing a live Q&A YouTube. Those are so fun. We have the best time. Usually it goes long because we just can't stop it. We have so much fun doing those. A lot of questions, a lot of curiosity. And for you East Coast people, that's going to be 8 p.m. your time. 
A lot yeah. of people get confused with the time. Yeah. Every time Every we get time. people who say, hey, you weren't on when I was looking for you. I'm like, yeah, it's 5 p.m. Pacific time. But anyway, so tune in. We'd love to have you guys on the show. It's just a Q&A. So ask away questions, macros, nutrition, fitness, beauty, whatever, men's stuff. Ask away. That's what it's for. Yep. Ask away. Don't be shy. All right. And next up is, you guys, we did it. We have officially launched Off Topic with Mike and Janine or Janine and Mike. I don't remember what it is. doesn't matter whose name is first, but it is called Off Topic and it's launched. We are live and I'm so excited because we have had so many signups already. I can't even believe it. I was like blown away. Yeah. People support the channel, man. We appreciate you guys. And I know it's just the beginning. It's going to blow up even more. So please keep supporting us. We love you. Yeah, you guys, it's it's just like a, a small way that you can support us and thank us for doing what we do. And it just keeps us motivated to keep going. Like what we're saying for the Patreon, what we're like committing to is a weekly episode. And then when it when it makes sense, we'll do after shows of the podcast. So you'll get a little after show, like five to 10 minute, like a little additional snippets that we wouldn't be sharing on YouTube. And, and then we have the weekly uncensored, unfiltered episode on just various topics, but we just get deeper. And if you are already part of Patreon, you get the gist of it just by what's already on there. We share things I've never shared before, and we're going to continue to do that. Um, but in addition to that, I have so many ideas for just fun, like bonus stuff that we'll do. Yeah. Can't wait to get it, really get it off the ground. Yeah. Even though it's off the ground, we have a lot of ideas and things we got to go do. Yeah. I want to do, I don't know, I was even thinking like we could do like a drive-through series, uh, how we order it, what we're going to order if we go through a drive-through and make it work in our macros or yeah. our cooking stuff or what, just whatever. Yeah, we could do that. We could show them when you're on a fly, you're in a hurry and you have zero time to eat, like you have no, nothing left, but you can make something work in your macros. We'll show you guys what to order. Yeah. And it's real candid like super candid. I'm not doing editing. I'm not, I just literally film it and throw it up there. So there, there will be a lot more content because I, there's not a lot of work on my part. I just want to like, it's like you, our Patreon will be just a private community as I like to think about it. So anyways, guys, thank you so much for all the people who already supported us there. We really appreciate it. Again, no change to anything on Candidly with Coffee. We're still coming at you with two episodes every week. We're still doing the bi-weekly lives. So you got plenty of that. If you're not already following us on Instagram, make sure you follow us there. Candidly underscore with coffee. And because we, we are pretty active there in stories as well. And then rate, review, share all the things you guys. I don't know what happened. But my, our channel, actually, the last episode got so many views on the YouTube, like it's at 5,000 views and climbing. And I've gotten thousands, like 1,500 YouTube subscribers in the last 24 hours. Yeah, whatever you guys did for us, thank you very much. <laughs> whatever, like you, you prayed for us or something to blow it up, we've been asking you for your support. Yeah. It literally just took off the other day. Yeah, so we appreciate it, you guys. It's crazy, but I'm I'm loving it because we we love what we do. We love doing this, and I just want to keep doing it. And that's the kind of thing that enables us to keep going and keep doing it and do even more. Yeah, gives us a chance to keep growing and just come up with more ideas and keep you guys entertained. Because at the end of the day, we want you guys to have fun with us. We want to keep you entertained, and we want to be able to talk our shit. Yeah, and that's a, what I was thinking about that. It was I was putting together this episode. Again, I, I'm not, we're not trying to be a medical episode. This is not 
doctor advice. We're not doctors. We This podcast is for entertainment purposes. Even if we're talking about serious subjects, it's still in an entertaining way. Because if you want the nitty gritty science behind things, go to Dr. Andrew Huberman. Great podcast, by the way. Go to Mel Robbins. Go to other podcasts that are going to give you... Dr. Pita Tia, yes, Lane Norton. Go Lane to those. Norton, go to those. Lane. Go to those. Not here. This is where we scratch the surface on things, get you thinking, and then if you want to dive deeper, go to your own doctor or listen to some medical science podcasts. Thank you guys so much for all of that. All the housekeeping is done. Now we can move on. I want to move on to the hot coffee topic, and I don't know why. But this video that you tagged me in or showed me literally touched my soul. Like I literally cried watching it. It like it hit my soul so deep. I can't even describe it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It hit me too. Just the happiness and the true love. I literally, he had choked up just like the love, the true love. Okay. So guys, sorry, but I'm going to put it up on the screen here. And we'll take a little a pause so you could watch the full video with the music because it was beautiful. Yeah. came across it but i did i had to share it with you yeah so you guys here's the so there's the video you saw the video 103 year old reunites with the wife after she'd been hospitalized for one month he thought he was going to lose her i don't know the love was palpable from both yeah they're just so excited to see each other i feel bad like his heart was probably crushed thought he lost his wife and i saw the happiness in his face and his eyes oh i can't just, i don't know why it's so like it was love at first sight all over again for him yeah I don't. That, that's deep. They've probably been together a good, who knows, 60, 70 years, probably have kids, grandkids, great grandkids. You know what I'm saying? That's a lifetime. It's 103. She can't be too far behind them. I can't. I don't even. I just can't imagine. It just made me go down a rabbit hole thinking like the thought of having to, one of you has to go first. Yes. And that's one. That's the heartbreaking part. I one has to go and the other one is left to deal with the the heartbreak one yes. of you it's like a lottery right one of us is going to have to n live at some point without the other that's true 100% very rarely you go sometimes you go one right behind the other but sometimes one stays around for a while like my father's been around almost 10 years since my mother passed almost 10 years it's heartbreaking to think about it yeah it is it's crushing cuz one of their hearts are going to be snapped in half when one goes. It's true. That is the facts of life, and it hurts, and just part of life that we have to go through. Yeah, and I, but I don't know what it was about this video. I've seen other things like that, but that one just literally, maybe because what we just went through, and because, listen, not that many people have had serious close calls with their spouse young. Like, we're young and have had yeah. two times now <clears throat> in our relationship where I had to literally think, oh, my God, is this it? Am I going to be a widow? 
like serious, not like serious situations where I've now two times in the past five years. Yes. And so having been, I think that's why it like gets me because I'm thinking like, because the first thing, the thing that I think about is I don't even know how I would function. Yeah. Life's, we're very intertwined. So first one was my doing, of course, my fault. The second one, not my doing. This one came out of nowhere, but I wouldn't know how to function either. I think I don't, I don't even want to think about it. I don't even, because I started getting depressed. I know when I was waiting for you in the hospital, when the ambulance brought you in and I was waiting for you, I remember I was telling Lisa, she was sitting in the car with me. I said, I just want him in that seat because I want to drive him home. I do not want to leave this hospital without my husband. And then it made me think about, because I did have to leave that. So Saturday night when visiting hours were over, I had to leave. Yeah. And when I was driving home without you, I had a moment of empathy for all the women that had to drive home from the hospital and their husband, because their husbands didn't make it. They had to get in the car yes. and they had to drive home. Yes. And I thought about that. I thought they had to go home, walk into their bedroom, get into their bed by themselves and their husband's just never coming back. That's crushing. That's hard to come back from. It's awful. So of course I let myself go down these like stupid rabbit holes and I just, then I start thinking like, oh my gosh, I hope he's okay. And then remember I, I was nervous leaving you and I, I texted you like as soon as I got home, are you okay? Mm -hmm. I'm a fight. I'm a fight. I'm a tough dude. That's one thing about this body of mine. It's going to fight. It's not going to give up very easy. You already know that. I tried the first time. My body's new. I'm going to fight. Yeah. Anyways, that one touched my soul. All right. Moving on to comment corner. The first one comes to us from Ashley Jordan, 1988. I ran to comment so fast. I worked at a call center that operated 90% of the 800 numbers advertised for phone sex chat rooms from 2006 to 2012. I was the girl who took your credit card info, but we were all in a call center with the phone sex operators separated by cubicles. These women would have at least three characters they would play with different fetishes. We would get lawyers, doctors calling to talk to these women that look like crackheads. They were creative and used sound effects like vibrating toothbrushes. At that time, we got paid good money. And by the way, they are still in business. I'm in Florida. They're still in business. That's so they crazy. still have it. That's, that's, they survived this many years later. You would think they would have evolved to OnlyFans or something and get some lifetime, but I guess they're still doing the... But the old school, I bet you it's old people yes. who are doing it because they don't know the internet. So they just mm -mm. get where well, they want to pick up their phone and get their rocks off. Oh, they, my gosh. They want to hear a woman breathing on the other end, pretending that they're turned on when they're just playing with them. I'm dead. The, when, she said, when she said the women that look like crackheads. I believe it. I'm surprised she said crackheads. I'm surprised she didn't say the opposite. But. Oh, my gosh. I'm dead. But you guys... Uh, Thank you so much, Ashley, because that comment literally made my day. I was cracking up when I read that. I know. I bet she's got some stories. Man. Oh, I was telling yeah. her, I, I responded back to that comment, too. That's funny. That is so funny. All right. Next one is Andrea Laura 85 She says, I had to stop before the Love, Love is Blind spoilers, but I will come back when I get caught up on the show. But I wanted to say this. My long-term partner was not attractive to me at first. I knew him for a year before we started talking intimately. We only talked over text message at first, and our connection through conversation sparked this intense lust, which led to long-term love. I now think he's the most attractive man. So for her, 
she was able to find build attraction through love. Okay. What, what, hey, she found what worked for her. Yeah. That's what makes us unique. We're all different. Yeah. For me, that wouldn't work. But for her, mm-hmm. that worked, see? Yeah. I, you know, I don't, I think I could. I think that I could fall so in love with someone th- that they become attractive to me. It's possible. I think, okay, not to be. You're a vain person, though, man. No, but I'm not going to be. This is not. You want to ma- keep it real? I'm going to keep it real okay. right now. I'm going to keep it real because you put on a lot of weight while we were together. That's true. I a did. lot. And you were not who I, there was a time when you were not who I was attracted to. You're not the one guy I crushed on in the gym. Fair. But I only notice it, like truly the unattractiveness of it and laugh about it in hindsight. I can honestly tell you that in the moment, when you always say that there was a picture of me in a bikini looking cute and next to this big, you were like a fat slob. I was. Keep it real, I was. I did not love you any less i loved you i didn't even i didn't see it is what i'm saying because i loved you so i didn't see it i only now see it in hindsight now i'm not saying that eventually it wouldn't have took a toll but it wasn't the aesthetic that was starting to bother me because there were times where i was bothered it wasn't the aesthetic it was the behaviors that went along with it. The sleeping in the middle of the night. The profuse <laughs> sweating when you were really heavy. Yeah. So it wasn't the aesthetic of what you look like. So I don't know. Yeah, I can agree with her. I can see both sides. I can see how. But I don't know if but it would But we didn't meet that way. I was in tip top. I was in pretty good shape when I met you. Yes. I was trained a lot. Really wasn't partying that yeah, much. Yeah, would I have fallen in love if I would have met you over the phone and then that's the guy that I... <laughs> no, I don't think so. Probably not. in the not. beginning. Because we built a relationship, established some emotions over time for sure. I just slipped, let my weight creep up and didn't realize it. Hindsight's twenty twenty. I didn't... At the moment, I knew it, but I didn't know it, if that makes sense. Yeah, because I knew it, that, but I didn't know it as well. I knew you were gaining weight and I knew you weren't in the same shape that I... But I also, it didn't affect my, like, feelings for you. And it it never affected my feelings for you in terms of that. I think that I just, the thing, what had happened was when my behaviors changed drastically and then yours didn't change right away, then I started to notice. Because of, I was in the fitness world and all of that. Yeah. Then I started to notice the burritos every day. I just became hyper aware. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Of course. Yeah. Because you anyway. were going in the other direction. And eventually I was like, you know what? I started following you in that direction too. Yeah. But that's interesting. Thank you for sharing because that's a, it's a very interesting perspective. I love different perspectives on things. Okay, next up is a comment from Just Josie 99 She says, you two are always on point. Suggestion for Mike. So I thought I would answer, read this out loud to you now. Try a few bags of Yerba Mate tea instead of coffee. The caffeine in tea is metabolized different than the caffeine in coffee or energy drinks. Best part, no crash in the afternoon. I've tried tea. It's a no-go for me. Sorry. <laughs> Not a tea person. It has nothing to do with the caffeine at all. It's the taste of coffee that I love. You know what's so funny? I have tried tea. I, I, just Josie, to see. I'm I open-minded, ha- but it's not for me. I have to say, I, I think I even commented in this way. I said, I don't know. Let's ask him because I knew that was going to be his answer. So I wanted to ask live so that you could hear it for yourself. Sorry, <laughs> Josie. No-go. Sorry, Josie. I'm Latino. My people from Central America, we don't do tea. We're not from the UK. <laughs> we don't drink tea with the uh, queen. We do coffee. I'm, I'm t- 
Yeah, I'm just keeping it real. <laughs> Drink tea with the queen. Yeah, tea time. <laughs> we don't do tea time. We do cafe con leche. No, ma'am. Yeah. It's not so much the caffeine. Yeah, there's caffeine in it, but... It's not that. It's I love the taste of coffee. That's what I truly love. That's why I drink decaf. I yeah. love the taste of coffee. Oh my god! I don't know if I have the giggles today, but that was that made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> tea no tea queen. time for me. <laughs> Babe, stop! I can't. You're. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go on. Okay, sorry to the listeners, but this is quite funny up in here today. Okay, Andrea Laura is back with another comment. She's just on a roll, but okay. it was a good comment. Have you watched Love After Lockup? It's a great show, but I think I think about Mike and wonder how long it took him out of prison to get straight and get his life together, and how long were you out before you met Janine? Another question for you. When did I meet you again? 2010? The end of 2010. 2010. So I was already out five and a half years. And how long did it take to get my life straight? Not long at all, because I had a job lined up for me. I got out, started doing roofing. I got certified as a personal trainer, so I had a part-time gig, part-time job with 24 Fitness of Salinas. Still wasn't where I wanted to be. I really didn't get my life straight, really take off and really start doing well. It was 2007, 2008 when I got out. I got hired by 24 Fitness. Shout out my boy Adam, 2007 of June, May, June. And I really didn't take off as a trainer like probably the end of 2007 or so. I got my, my bearings started going. 2008 was a good breakout year for me. But and then I met you what, mm-hmm. a few years after that. So I was already out five and end of 2010, May. Yeah, I was already out five and a half years. I think the universe, I really do believe that it, the universe was, this was trying to get us to cross paths. Yes. The universe, we, we were meant to be together. I, this is crazy shit, you guys, but. It's a crazy story what I had to get, what I had to go through to meet this lady. If right. you think about all this shit, I had to go to federal prison. I had to get out to an ex-girlfriend of mine, live in Salinas for two years. That relationship blew up, didn't work out. I had to move this back to San Jose where I wanted to be closer to my family, my friends, closer to home. I'm from San Francisco, so San Jose is about 50 miles outside of San Francisco. I wanted to be closer to home. Salinas is about 100 miles, too far away from home. And then I got a job at the place she started working out at. I didn't know her. I didn't know her from nothing. And, she and just- the irony is I started working out at that gym I got my membership in August of 2007. I lived in the area for years and years. August of 2007, I decided to get a membership at that gym. What month and year did you start working there? I got hired around May of 07 or so, between May and June, right around mm-hmm. there. Because so I was going to classes for 24-hour fitness in June. So that's when I moved up there. Yeah, June of 2007. I lived in Campbell at the time. Literally within months of the same year, we get memberships at we go to the same gym, totally different people from totally different. It's just weird. And we never still, we didn't speak for years, but the universe was putting us in a path. It's crazy. It is. You saw me a few times from work and recognized me as a trainer. As as everybody said, there's the trainer from 24 hour from the gym. Everybody knew from my truck, my avalanche and my pit bull diesel was always with me. My shotgun. He was always in the back seat. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I have a story about that, but we'll save it for the after show. Okay. Moving on. Let's talk about the ADHD. I want to talk about it because you reference it a lot. You say, oh, my ADHD brain. You made me aware of it. I never knew I had it. You're the one that says you must have ADHD or I think you have ADHD, whatever. I never thought about it, but it all makes sense. I used to talk a lot in school. I, I get bored of the conversation fast. 
I don't pay attention. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I don't, something doesn't catch my attention. I'm out. Mm-hmm. And you have um, issues with impulse control. You've had issues with impulse control since a child. Remember, you told me that out of nowhere, you just grabbed a, a mini bat and hit your cousin with it or something. Oh, yeah. She beat me up. We got in a fight. My cousin, she was bigger yeah. and stronger than me. You know those little baseball bats they used to hang out at the ballpark? Yep. The mini the ones. The mini yeah, ones. the mini ones. I went and got my baseball bat. said, what's up now? And cracked her side the That's head. That's impulse Spl- control. Split her open and sent her to the hospital. I don't know why I did that. I got it. Impulse control problems. But I got anger too, man. I'm I'm a little crazy upstairs. But yeah, you're right. I probably got impulse control. We're going to go over it. So I want to talk about the actual signs that you have ADHD as an adult. So what those, what I know, what those are. So most adult women actually go undiagnosed with ADHD. For whatever reason, boys are more or diagnosed more frequently than girls because of the way girls handle the symptoms versus boys. Boys act out and girls internalize. So girls usually go undiagnosed or large in part. But ADHD leads to anxiety, depression, low self-esteem, specifically in women because they internalize their ADHD symptoms. So pretty interesting. My nephew has ADHD real bad. He's on medication. It's so bad. Oh, yeah. Real bad. I've never been on no medication or nothing, but he's got it real bad. He's on Ritalin. The key is to, the thing about, the thing about dealing with, or do you have ADHD or whatever? And especially for women, I want to, we have a large woman audience. So I want to talk about it. You may not realize that you have ADHD now as an adult, but it went unnoticed as a child. You internalize a lot of those things and it, those symptoms ended up manifesting in anxiety, depression, low self-esteem, right? And so as an adult, maybe you're still struggling with anxiety, depression, low self-esteem, low impulse control, inability to stick to a diet, low energy, things like that. And you then, and maybe for years now, you're treating anxiety and depression. You're actually treating the, you're treating the symptom. You're not, you're treating the, the cause. Oh no, you're treating the symptom. You're not treating the cause. So you're not getting to the root of what is causing the anxiety and depression. That's a lot of, that's the problem in the in most cases when you don't really dig in, it's like when you go to the doctor and they just want to treat your symptoms, but they don't want to treat the cause of the symptoms. Like doctors who don't want to do HRT. Okay, I'll give you a sleeping pill for this. I'll give you a a depression pill for your mood. I'll give you a a weight loss drug for your weight to, to plug all the holes that menopause caused. How about we just deal with the cause of the symptoms instead of just treating the symptoms? That's crazy. I never knew. This is new to me. I never knew like, it's different amongst men and men, women mm-hmm. how ADHD affects us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it, I mean, it could manifest in the same way for men. Anxiety it, it gives you could give you anxiety, depression, all those things. But more so in women, because if you think about it, like ADHD kids, like kids act out. Like I'm sure your nephew, he's he acted out. Of course he does. Yeah. Yes, he does. We know that he acts yeah. out. So ADHD stands for attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Okay, it's a condition that affects the brain and impacts a person's ability to focus, control their impulses, and manage their energy levels. Do you know, I heard a really good description for it, which I thought would help you. It's, and it's actually, it's not like some fluff diagnosis. It's actually based on your brain, the way you're, I think it's like a something, I don't know what it's called, but the front, it's in the front of the brain, the frontal... Lobe? Cerebral. The lobe. Let me see what it is. 
Man, why the fuck do I got to get all this shit? <laughs> oh, the prefrontal cortex. Prefrontal it's, cortex. It's okay. literally like a, a, it's formed differently and then you're it's not functioning properly. Yeah. So it's not some just like random psychiatrist kind of diagnosis. It's an actual medical diagnosis, ADHD. Now, let me ask you this. You may know this. You may not. Now, is this inherited? Everything else inherited? Yeah. I wonder who has it, it then. Has well, to be it doesn't mother. have to be inherited, so we're going to get oh, into okay. that. But but it's one of those All things right. that's highly inherited. Yeah. But imagine like your brain is like an orchestra, and there's a conductor in the orchestra. Yeah. And so like the conductor's like, okay, the trumpets, you go now, and the saxophone, now you go. Yep. And you hush, you, the trumpet tells these instruments to hush down, and you get louder, right? Yeah, yeah. So someone with ADHD, their conductor is not working properly. So Damn. you that's why you can be like, okay, I know I'm supposed to be listening to my wife right now who's telling me a very important story, but my impulse is telling me to change the channel on the TV or scroll or pick up my phone and, and start DMing someone mid-conversation because your conductor is supposed to be in there and supposed to say, hey, listen to your wife. Put down your phone yes. and your conductor is not working properly. And that's what ADHD is. That's what I feel in, like. In sometimes. a very simple way. Yeah, because don't I feel like sometimes Because I know I've done this to you hundred percent. Many times. And I don't and I know it pisses you off and I don't mean to do it. It's just I don't know why my brain does and that. And it's you don't even know why you're doing it. It's no. like, I really I just am in the mid sentence and you're picking up your phone to and then you'll say, oh, I just got to answer this text right now. You couldn't wait until I finished my sentence. I feel like I have to finish what I was doing. That's why. It's just weird. weird. It's because. Look, look, look what I did yesterday. Look, perfect example. What did I do yesterday? I spun myself out. You hyperfixated on <laughs> I it. I spun yeah. myself out picking those weeds. I did half the job. I know that I wasn't supposed to push myself. I couldn't help myself. I wouldn't finish the rest of the job. Pushed myself even harder just to finish the job because mm -hmm. it, it was bothering me. Like you said, I hyperfixated on it, I guess. Yeah, and you might. So people with ADHD might also act impulsively. They do things without thinking it through. Mm -hmm. Think of it like having a supercharged brain that's always on the go. While it, this can mean lots of energy and creativity, it also makes it tough to concentrate or stick to tasks. And does it cause tiredness, do you know? Yes. Yeah. So your brain is you get brain tired. And when I read this, I'm like, oh my God, this is you. This is so you. That's why you nap. It's it's almost like your brain is firing off, whereas my brain works in drawers. I have a file system. Yeah. I can put something in a drawer and close the drawer and go back to it. And the way I think about your brain is I feel like you have, you're like an internet explorer with 20 tabs open all the time. Yeah. And your tabs are, are all open. Yeah. Whereas me, I'm like, I can put a file in the in the thing and I can shut the, the door and you can't do that. And it helps to understand too. That yeah. way I don't get so... May uh, be more square too. Not, not be on my phone and have the TV on, watch my show and not be on the phone. Yeah, because you... And that's part of, look, you don't want to take medication, right? Because medication is an option. So you have to think about that. You cannot just say, oh, I have ADHD. No, then you have to do things that help you function knowing that your orchestra is missing the conductor. Yeah. You know? That's why I love, why why you think I love Muay Thai and boxing? It's like hyperfixate. I'm concentrating, I'm punching and kicking, and I'm focused on that, at the task at hand. But that is that is a typical ADHD thing, too, because a kid, let me give you an example. So like a kid with ADHD, 
you think, oh, they can't focus. They're all over the place, bouncing off the walls. But you put them in front of a video game, and they'll be there for six hours, focused. No, no, bombs could be going off around them, and they will not notice because they're hyper-focused because they enjoy what they're doing. They can focus and tune everything out when they truly enjoy what they're doing. Well, that's what I used to do as a kid. I played video games for hours. The reason I don't play as an adult because I don't want to get addicted to it and fall into that behavior and get hyper-fixated on the goddamn video game so I don't play it. I don't play video games. For that very reason, because I know if you love something so much, I'm going to get glued to it. It's the same thing with social media. I have to be careful not scrolling too much. Yeah. I caught myself when I was healing too much on the internet, too much scrolling. Death scroll. I got to stop doing that. This is not me. Death scroll. I've gotten so much better. I don't really do that too much anymore at all. Um, But I I have actually recently noticed I'm getting into a bad habit again of being on my phone in the bed. I got to change that. And you don't read your book anymore. You stopped doing that, by the way. More watching these damn TV shows. And well, I still want to watch a show, but the, no, the reason why I don't read my book is because of my my HRT. Because I used I used to uh, watch a show, then turn off the TV and read a book. Now I don't make it through the damn show. I fall asleep. That's true. You knock out quick. Your ass is snoring, mouth open, <laughs> out. That's, I'm jealous. Like damn, I want to go to sleep. <laughs> All right, so this is something interesting. So there's a doctor that studied 60,000 brain scans of people with ADHD and said they all have one thing in common. Their blood flow in the brain is not as efficient. So they have chemical issues with dopamine, issues with norepinephrine. And it's also a speculation as to why many addicts are actually ADHD because they have trouble regulating those chemicals in their brain so they're seeking it they seek it because they have a, a problem with their brain that's the adhd that means they're not efficient with some of these chemicals and you guys i'm not a doctor i'm just like glazing over this but it is something to be said for why then because you do tend to chase dopamine and chase obviously we know you're an addict brain but now even that's why you do the cold showers because it helps you to get that flow that yeah. you're missing is that what it is I, you know Could what it be. is? I, I know it's going to be hard, and I know it's going to suck. Even every day I do it, I'm like, man, this is going to suck. I go from hot first, clean myself, and then I blast that cold, and I'm like, here we go. But I love. I guess I love the rush of it. You're right. I love that. It first hits me, I'm like, like this. I catch my breath, and I tell myself, relax. Can I catch your breathing? Minute in, all right, catch your breathing. Still stinging, but after that, I feel great. You're, it's because you get the norepinephrine hit and the dopamine hit, and that's what you're chasing because your body has a hard time regulating those things, and that's why you at, you tend to chase that kind of stuff. So it could mm. be related, ADHD, into the addiction stuff. Let me guess. That's why I used to fucking love ecstasy and molly and drinking and partying and mm-hmm. drugs. So I was chasing that mm-hmm. high, and then I'd run you to the ground like, let's go. Let's keep partying. Let's go. I'm not done. I was chasing and something. And I'm always done. And you were like, no, no had more. A, I'm done. I always had a stop switch. You did. I, I never was like. You saved me from me. I did. A few times. Yeah, I I'm did. Wow, man. Once I, hey, listen, you guys. I One drink, I, I can be cool. Two plus drinks, Frisco Mike's coming out. We're going all the way. There ain't no stopping. We're going to go till the wheels fall off. That's my problem. Yeah, it is. All right, so some of the symptoms or the things that you may experience if you have ADHD. Difficulty concentrating and easily distracted. Yeah. So adults with ADHD often struggle to maintain focus on tasks. They have a difficult time completing work assignments, chores, other responsibilities. They find themselves easily distracted by irrelevant stimulus 
or have trouble staying engaged in conversations, 100%. Yes, unless it's interesting to me. Oh, so you're saying I'm not interested? No, not at all. I'm just saying if I'm talking to somebody, we're having an interesting conversation, I'll stay engaged. Yeah. It's not that. Okay. Next up, impulsivity. Impulsivity is a hallmark trait of ADHD. Adults with ADHD may frequently act on impulses without considering consequences, leading to behaviors such as interrupting others, making impulsive decisions, engaging in risky activities without fully thinking it through. Guilty. Yeah. You're definitely impulsive. Yep. That's why I landed in a federal prison. Yeah. You got to think it through. Stupid. I don't find that you are super impulsive now. No, I'm way better. But before I probably was a lot more. Yeah, I feel like you've gotten a lot better. Civity. And the next step is this one. You don't have the disorganization, but disorganization and forgetfulness, but you are quite forgetful. Adults with ADHD have trouble organizing tasks and managing their time effectively. You, you struggle there a little bit. They may yeah. frequently misplace items, forget appointments or deadlines, struggle to follow, follow through with plans. This can contribute to feelings of frustration and overwhelm. I misplace things and get pissed off because I can't find it. That I'm guilty. Oh, you are. You will. You will make the house go upside down if you forget something or you misplace something, and you run all over the house like a crazy person, and often have to go on an apology tour after. I do. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck, am I losing my mind or something?" Hyperactivity or restlessness. While hyperactive tends to decrease with age, so not as hyper for ADHD adults. Some adults with ADHD still still experience restlessness or constant need for movement. They have a difficult sitting still for extended period, periods and often feel the urge to fidget or engage in activity. I feel like you used to be like that. You, It was bad, but it's gotten so much better. Years ago, remember you, you, you would get mad if we were like gonna stay home for a day. Like you could, you had to leave the house every day and you would get mad if you didn't get out of the house every single day. Yeah, I remember that. Do you I remember know, that? Yeah, I don't know why. I feel like I was had to get out of the house. But you're not like that anymore. Nah, I'm cool. I'm a homebody. I'm chill. We still get out of the house, but I don't have to get out of the house. No, but you had to get out of the house. I remember I thought, oh, God, we were home all day yesterday, so for sure we're going to have to go somewhere today. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I'm cool with just chilling. Especially if it's rainy, I definitely don't have to go nowhere. Chronic procrastination. Adults with yes. ADHD commonly struggle with procrastinating, finding it challenging to initiate tasks or to sustain motivation over time. They may put off F important responsibilities until the last minute, leading to increased stress and difficulty meeting deadlines. Procrastinator. I'm guilty of that. Mm -hmm. Also learning new tasks. I don't know if it's that part of that, but I hate learning new things. But once I learn, it's not bad. Yeah, cool. It goes to you're like impatient. You're you can't focus long enough. Like you, the tabs are all open. I'm thinking like you're opening a like each task. Okay, you want to learn a task? That's an open tab, but you've got ten other tabs that are open. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you'll be on that task for a little bit, but not long enough to make progress. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> oh my goodness. So women suppress a lot of these feelings. A lot of the things we just talked about, women suppress them more often than men do. So they may be feeling a lot of those things, but they're not 
outwardly showing it as much. And that leads to a lot of depression, low self-esteem. It manifests in disorganization, anxiety, chaos. This whole me thinking about this made me want to, I want to have a discussion with Alyssa about it. I wonder if Alyssa has ADHD. She looks like a candidate for it. Doesn't she? Yes. The disorganization part. No, not even that. But I think back to her childhood and the tantrums. Oh, that's right. I forgot about those tantrums she used to throw. That was already like, she was already coming down off them when I first came into her life, but I still do remember them yeah. a little bit. And just like her disorganization, but she, she, and she gets flustered if things, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to ask her about it. I'm going to ta maybe talk to her doctor about it because she's been treated for anxiety and um, struggled with depression and stuff in her teen years. But it might be deeper than that, like you said. The root cause. So they may be treating the anxiety, but maybe the root cause is ADHD. That's crazy, man. Got to look deeper. I don't think doctors look deep enough. They put band-aids on, but they don't, they don't look deeper. Yeah. That's why it's interesting. I definitely, I wanted to see if she's talked to like her doctor about it or if she's ever considered it. So some of the causes of ADHD, it's gen number one is genetics. It definitely is something that passes on from generation to generation um, if you have a family history of ADHD, you're more than likely to develop the disorder yourself. There are specific genes related to dopamine signaling and other neurotransmitter systems that are implicated in ADHD. And so obviously genes are passed on. So that could be genetic. Who could your, be ADHD? Your, your, your son definitely doesn't have it. <laughs> he is the antithesis of ADHD. Yeah, no, he, he moves at his own speed. He's not, he's in a hurry to get nowhere. The listen, me and her, like, if you notice, we're like, Fast when we move. Bah, 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 bah. We have to move fast. If you think about it. Remember how impatient she used to get? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you yeah. Ready? Remember that? She don't do that no more, but. No, but I th I really think, I'm, I literally think that she might, it's so crazy. How is it that you have just like a light bulb moment? I was looking at this for you. I wanted to do this episode for you because you always say, oh, my ADHD brain. And then when I was putting, as I was looking up things for it, I thought, oh my God, I wonder if Alyssa has ADHD. And we're treating anxiety and depression at times. And she tends to live in some chaos. If I, if I had to go with my instinct, I'd say yes. Now that I'm looking at her and looking back and how she's acted and certain things. And she's another one that chases dopamine. Think about it. She gets hyper fixated on things. Crow, fitness competition. Now she's doing a marathon or half yeah, marathon. Running. She's, it's. She gets she, hyper fixated. Yeah. She's and focused on. she ha and, and in fact, if she doesn't have a, a fixation of some sort. She struggles. She yes. needs that. Yes. Or, or we, both, we both need structure. Or it manifests into depression. If she's not super busting at the seams busy, yeah. she can't be idle. No, you're right. She is a very busy girl. She doesn't waste no time. Interesting. Now I'm going to have her on. I actually want to have her on again. If you guys remember, I had her on a while back. It was a very popular episode. Yeah, I want to have her on again. So another cause brain structure and function so it literally that's why i meant like it's an actual diagnosis your brain that there's differences in brain structure and function have been observed observed individual individuals with adhd so your brain is actually the way it developed is actually could be a cause for the adhd wow that's insane yeah it's always something man the brain is crazy. It is. The brain. I forget how many thoughts a minute or a second we have. I don't know if there's even, they can even compute the number, but they said the brain is just, it's like a runaway train. You got to stop it. I know I have to stop mine sometimes. I got to 
pull it, like pull the, the brake back. Slow down. There, it could also be a neurotransmitter imbalance, the dysregulation of neurotransmitters. So that could be causing it. There is environmental factors that could cause it as well. Factors during things that happen during pregnancy, early childhood, different traumas, exposure to toxins, pollutants. If your mother was a drug user or an alcohol user while you were in utero, that can lead to issues with ADHD as well. There's actually a lot of cause causes. There's psychosocial as well. So if you were exposed to some child trauma, like major traumatic events as a child, that could lead to it. Developmental factors as well. So there's lots of different causes. The number one being genetic, but there's many causes. There probably could be multiple causes. So it's interesting. I wonder who has it in your family or if, if anyone does. That is a good question. I'm trying to think if any of my siblings have it. They don't seem to, but Mm-mm. I could be wrong, huh? Yeah, but I they don't, don't seem to have it. You've, no. se- you've met all my family. They're yeah, all I don't think so. Pretty chill. They're pretty even keeled. So the treatments, basically Adderall or behavioral therapy and not giving into it. And I think Ritalin that... too. Yeah, I think it's the same... Same family? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think so. But it's one of those things that... So if you don't, if you opt not to do medication, I think there's another medication too you can do. But if it's important to not just say, okay, I have ADHD and then that's your excuse for everything. It's because you have ADHD and having the knowledge or thinking you have it for that matter and having the knowledge, it should drive the way you manage your life. So because you have ADHD, you should be very, you should try to be extra organized. You should try to keep a calendar to manage time. You don't just, I'm bad with time. I'm going to be late and disrespectful to everybody because not that I'm saying that you are, but I'm saying in general, I'm just bad with time. So therefore everyone has to deal with it because that's just how I am. No, because you are bad with time and you have a legitimate reason to be bad with time because maybe you have ADHD, then you need to take extra steps to manage time rather than using it as a crutch. I I do am bothered when people have a condition that's a legitimate condition, but then they then use it as their excuse for all of the ways they can't get it together. Kind of like menopause, right? I'm saying, well, I'm just going to be gaining 50 pounds this year because I have menopause and I'm just going to sleep late and I'm just going to not exercise anymore. And because of, because I'm in menopause, you could do that. Or everybody's fallback. Their anxiety. Everybody has anxiety nowadays. That's like that new thing, anxiety. Everybody just throws that word around not knowing, like, do you have anxiety or are you just saying that you have anxiety and putting it in your head you have anxiety? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. everybody throws that around. Agreed. And that's another thing that I have worked on improving with myself this year was a goal of mine was to stop labeling myself different things and then fitting into that label. Instead, if I want to label myself, I'm going to label myself positive things. I am, you know, like I am social. I am, I have good work ethic, like positive attributes. And then I can rise to the occasion because what I found that I was doing was I was labeling myself with certain negative things. And then I was lowering myself to the occasion. Oh, I have social anxiety. Oh, I hate to be around people. Oh, I, I can't do this and I can't do that. And then I was lowering myself to that level. And it's a problem. It's the same thing. Like it's okay to, yes, I tend to be more of an introvert, but 
if you're just fixated on labeling yourself with whatever condition, ADHD, menopause, introvert, bad time management, all the negative attributes, I can guarantee you this, you're not going to improve on any of those things if you do that. You won't get better. No. And I'm speaking, I'm being like a pot calling the kettle black. Yeah, you were, in a, you were in a freaking box for so long. Now yeah. you're out of your box. Yeah, because this year I told myself I'm going to stop doing that. I'm going to stop limiting myself because I've labeled myself certain things because that's not serving me. And so even if you think you have ADHD or if you get diagnosed with something like ADHD or like for you, rather than using it as an excuse or an explanation all the time, you need to think about, okay, if I think that I really have this, what does that mean? What can I do better to overcome certain things? If I'm trying to watch a program that I really like on TV, then I'm going to put my phone down so that I can actually watch the program. Or if I'm going to go to dinner with my wife or something like that, I'm going to remove distractions so that I can actually enjoy dinner because I know I can't handle that. I can't handle watching the TV in the restaurant and having a conversation and looking at my phone. I can't handle all of that. Too many tabs and I won't focus on anything. That's true. You gotta, it's like you're talking to me. I put the phone down, pay attention. Yeah. Because you're right, you get fixated. Mm -hmm. Notice I don't bring my phone really to the bedroom because I don't want to look, start looking at it and going down a rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. I'll leave it outside charging. That's a new thing over the this year that you've done. I think that was a smart move. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I try not to bring it to the bedroom at all. Very rarely. I leave it out there. That way I don't get fixated trying to work and post and do other stuff. Like, no. Nah. I'm going to relax, watch a little TV, then go to bed. I, I need to get back to that because, I like, last night I did a post from bed. I'm like, nope, this is back into bad habits. See how easy it is to slide? Yes. It's easy to slide back into bad habits a lot of times. Super easy. It, and it just goes to show you, you have to always be mindful and course correct your ass. Course correct your ass all the time because and with anything, it's easy to fall back into Super bad habits. Super easy because it's like your brain wants to pull you back into those old habits. You could be doing so good at something you've been doing for so long. All of a sudden, day by day, you start falling back into your old habits. Mm -hmm. Before you know, you're full blown back in your habits. I don't want to say diet, but you're eating good mm -hmm. all the time. You mm -hmm. lose the weight. You like get to a good place and then you get comfortable. What do we say? Comfort kills growth. Then you start slipping here, you start slipping there, start slipping here. Then before you know it, you're like, oh, shit, I fell in back in my, mm -hmm. my old habits. I did that a little bit in December. I started falling my back in my old habits during the holidays. Mm -hmm. Like I slipped a little bit. I ate a little too much I shouldn't have been eating. So it took me a minute to get course correct. Yeah. I, another thing I was thinking of, speaking on the ADHD, it made me think about this. Because I work with a lot of clients and sometimes I'm like, I just don't understand. Why can't you just not eat an entire jar of almonds like or in an entire jar of nut butter and then i started thinking it's impulse control yes what if and, and then i'm doing more it's really opened up my brain up to more i'm like if studies show that m many women go undiagnosed undetected that, that they have adhd and i have all these women clients i have so many clients that have dealt with anxiety stress management low energy impulse issues binge eating disorder type stuff. I'm like, I wonder if there's a correlation. Like, I wonder if I have a lot of clients or a lot of people I've worked with have ADHD and don't even know it. And that's why they don't understand why I can't 
have a jar of chocolates at my desk because I can't control the impulse to eat the entire jar of chocolates. It's not a willpower issue, I think, for a lot of people. It's truly they have a condition, a literal function in their brain that's not working properly. And that in and of itself is leading to all these other things and all these other labels you're giving yourself. Like, I don't have willpower. I'm tired. I'm moody. I'm... I can't, I can't stay consistent. I'm unreliable. All those negative labels, maybe they come from one thing and maybe it's ADHD. If this just, I'm just wondering, you guys, let me know. Have you ever thought about the fact that you might have ADHD? Had it ever crossed your mind? Did maybe something in this episode make you think, maybe I do have ADHD? I know I even stopped to think, do I have ADHD? But then I thought, no, I, com- I can compartmentalize. You yeah, you don't have impulse control. You're not, you're not chasing a high. There's a lot of things you don't do that I do that were different. A lot of um, ADHD manifests itself into, a, in, like I said, addiction. And just because you don't have an addiction to drugs or alcohol, addictions can be many things. You could have an addiction to shopping, an yep. addiction to social media, an addiction to whatever. You could have addictions to many things. So I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. And... I'm wondering now if those of you who are listening, if maybe this triggered maybe someone in your life or maybe yourself that maybe you're thinking, I know I'm thinking like I'm going to have a conversation with my daughter now. You should. I'm my, If I had to roll the dice, I say she does. Yeah, I'm going to have her check with her doctor because I'm so curious because it would be, wouldn't that be nice if she found out and then she could manage the symptoms a little bit better. Knowledge is power. It is. That word is so underrated, but it is power. And think about this. When COVID hit, 2020, your daughter had no structure. She wasn't doing much. She fell into a deep, dark hole. Remember that? And once she met her boyfriend, started working, became a trainer, things changed 360 for her. Yeah, she it was much better for her. She just she didn't do well with that situation at all. No. All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Cannily with Coffee. If you are a patron, a VIP, or an off-topic, our Patreon show, then head over to Patreon because we will have an after show. So we'll see you guys in the next episode. See you. Yeah.